Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today, listeners, I've got a lovely guest from the United States. Her name is Dr. Leonie Matteson. And we're going to be discussing in today's episode something quite unique in itself that's going to be around being in a relationship with a trauma survivor. So quite a hot, interesting topic. Welcome, Dr. Leone. Good morning, Lynn. Thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited about being here and the conversation we're going to be having today. Excellent. It's wonderful to have you on the show. So, Dr. Leone, uh, this is a, a really unusual topic for me to get into, specifically with uh, another expert around something I'm quite aware of and, and quite familiar with. and share my own thoughts and feelings around in early episodes. So being in a relationship with a trauma survivor, why is that, do you think, something that you've really got interested in and want to talk about? Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for asking. Well, I, um, I've been transformed. I've been transformed. I've experienced um, significant healing from past uh, traumatic injuries surrounding uh, sexual, emotional, physical, and spiritual abuse. It has been a journey. It has been a very long journey to be exact. And now I'm at this juncture in my life and um, (laughs) my kids will tell you they were here close by. They'll say, mom needs to move on now. (laughs) So I'm at this juncture in my life where I'm ready for, uh, ready to share my love. I'm not looking for love. I'm ready to share my love in a healthy, and and I want to be in a healthy relationship. And so I've been thinking a lot about about what that would look like for me. And I've been listening to quite a number of podcasts and I've been reading some books around self-care and what it means to build healthy relationships, you know, with um, a, a life partner. And I'll preface it by saying I don't only want to build a healthy relationship, I want to be married again. And so I've been looking at that, really just doing a lot of reflection on, you know, the lessons learned from my past and, and, you know, what that would look like being in a loving, wildly delicious relationship with the man that God created for me. So that's one of the reasons why the topic is of interest to me. Excellent. This is something I can really resonate with. So can you tell me a little bit about what's your current situation? Uh, I'm assuming that you're single and you have been for a while. Yes, I'm single, I'm divorced, I'm a single mom and also, um, yes, an executive. So I have a pretty, pretty diverse schedule between work, my personal life and my family life. Yes. Uh, how how long have you been single for, Leone? 
I've been single for, oh, I'm so ashamed to say it. I've, I've been single for over 10 years. I've been single. And during that 10 years, have you been on any dates or has that just been, you know, totally single for the last 10 years? Uh, oh, no. I've been, I've been, um, I've been on multiple dates. I'm actually this year going to hunker down and write a book called Riding the Dating Horse to talk about my dating experiences, which is hilarious. Um, I attempted at um, being in one relationship that almost led to a marriage, but that was a disaster. And so, yeah, I've just, I've dated, I've met some really wonderful men, but at the time I didn't realize that I needed to be healed. I needed to really uh, let go off of the pain that was surrounding my past mm. in order to build a relationship. Yeah. And, and what, what sort of coping strategies did you put in place for yourself to help you on your healing journey? Because I think, you know, any listeners that can relate to um, being survivors of trauma would be interested in, in a little bit about you and, and, you know, what you're comfortable with sharing around that. Mm-hmm. So I'm a Christian, uh, first and foremost, and born again Christian who believed and have experienced transformation through Christ. So I will preface it by saying that. In addition to my personal relationship with Christ, which is where I really, um, want, I, I, I'll say this, this is how I say it. Um, a couple of years ago, I actually experienced an awakening. I was, I knew in my heart I was ready for something different. I didn't know what that something, what it would look like, but I just, I knew in my heart that I was just so tired of living the same old, same old stories. And I felt like my life was going around in a circle and there was a dissonance between what I truly believed in my heart, I, the life I was created to live and the life I was living. So I became awakened to something that stirred my soul and it was so profound. And that was the urge to one, stop abuse against women and two, to truly live true freedom and this abundant life that I believe that Jesus Christ came and, and, and kind of leave, left the, the recipe for how we ought to live it. And uh, in the face of ridicule, I truly permitted myself, Lynn, to face my traumatic past. I learned skills to step into my power. And I got fierce about challenging the way I was treated and also learned how to release guilt, shame, and the pain from my past. And some of this skills that I will talk about and share with you today really has to do with how to cope with what we call post-traumatic stress disorders that's caused by, you know, whether you witnessed trauma or you were a part of a frightening or shocking event, Mm. because the reality is that when you hold on to those traumatic injuries, they affect and infect our daily lives and productivity. And so I have gone through uh, therapy. I have gone through coaching, mentorship. Um, I mean, when I tell you, it took a, an army to really help me to recover. It truly did um, take an army. 
So the first open um, strategy that I learned was fasting. Fasting and prayer. Fasting meaning refraining from eating certain things, doing participating in certain activities, and truly just dedicated myself to seeking God and asking for direction because I was in a dark place. And so it involved reading the Bible. It involved a lot of listening. You know, you can call it meditation if we want to, but really pausing long enough to listen. And during one of those moments, I remember um, just really distinctly asking God, why was, why was I created? Why am I here? Yes. <laughs> what, am I, what purpose am I to fulfill? And I, when I shut up long enough to drop the microphone called my mouth and to listen, not immediately, it took some time, but I heard in my spirit that I was called to teach, to heal, and to connect people to God. And I didn't know what it meant, but I remember drawing a figure of a woman and a piece of thread connecting her to what looked like the sky. And I remember that. And that was a game changer for me because I had always known as a child growing up that I could hear things and see things. I can sense things. I, 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 can, I can't explain it, but I know, I know what I, what, who I am, but I didn't know how to define or how to live up to what I was experiencing throughout my life. So the fasting and the prayer really connected me to God. I felt much closer. I felt like I, I hear him during those times. So that's the first strategy was the fasting and prayer and just refraining from certain things and just being so steady, focused, and intentional about seeking God for an answer. The second strategy is... Um, before you go on to that, Leone, what I call the mirror work, and I mm -hmm. before before you go on to the second strategy in the mirror work, would you just please share um, what what you were having to fast around? You know, when you said you was having to fast, what what did that look like? Because I, I just want to dig down a little bit for mm -hmm. the benefit of the listeners as to what you intentionally resisted or gave up. You know, during that period. Thank you for asking that question. So I do what's called, it's called a Daniel fast most often than none. And it is a religious partial fast that is really, um, it's really popular here in North, North, North America. And what it entails is that you stay away from um, anything I call anything white, flour, sugars, you avoid certain, um, like no, no, wine. Um, you don't, no meat. I eat no meat during that time. I drink only water. So no coffees, no teas, no caffeine. Um, I only eat during that period and I have just everything else. So here's what I, my, my diet is consists of for 21 days, fruits and vegetables and water. That's it for 21 days. And um, I've gotten a little bit better at what fruits I even eat during that time period. I stay away from the sugary fruits too, and I eat a lot of green leafy vegetables. I make a lot of soups during that time. I stay away from certain activities um, because the body does get weakened during that period too, because it's breaking down from all the toxic that we've put in our bodies. And so, yes, it's just all refreshing 
refrain from everything else except for fruits and vegetables. Um, some nuts. I eat um, some peanuts, um, cashews during that time. Um, and then during that time also, so that's the you know, abstaining from the food piece. But then the other part of the Daniel fast is that you're praying. You're praying. Um, I'm journaling because it is a spirit, literally a spiritual journey. Um, during the Daniel fast. Um, also, the other thing I will add to that I do eat during the fast, I do eat potatoes as well. Uh-huh. Um, so I do have potatoes and have some yams if you want to, depending on your diet, you know, what you how you choose to diversify your meals. But I, I will say that. So fruits and vegetables, but not all fruits and vegetables, some. And then um, whole grains and some legumes. I don't have all of it because I'm a little bit allergic to some things too. And then nuts and seeds. So that's my diet for 21 days. And do you ever repeat that 21 day fast or is it just a one-off thing that you do? Say answer again. Do you ever repeat the 21 day fast? Is it something you do regularly or is it just a one-off thing that you did? No, I ever since that experience, I fast at least two to three times a year. Great, thank you. So, um, resisting other things then, other than foods, what when you talk about activities, what activities did that require you to uh, refrain from? Mm-hmm. So I don't do any strenuous um, gym work, like lifting weights. Um, I don't do any participate in any sports per se. I'll go for a walk, and during the walk is really when. I'm praying and seeking God and meditating and I just want to talk to God and I just want to hear from him. So I'm not focusing on, you know, losing weight. I'm not focusing on tone in there. I'm seeking God for an answer. And I don't want the distraction of food or exercise to come in the way, to get in the way of that. Okay. So moving on to the, your second strategy then, when you was talk, going on to talk about mirror work, what does that involve? Mm-hmm. So I love mirror work. And I actually, I believe if I'm not mistaken, I actually believe it was Louise Hay that came up with this concept. Um, but for me, what that looks like, and I talk about this in my book, which is called The Thread, about my during my 21-day uh, spiritual journey, how I learned the art of forgiveness. I learned the art of forgiveness. And in my book, there's a chapter in my book where I talk about, I went through 21 days of just forgiving Leone. And I would look myself in the mirror and I would actually repeat certain phrases to myself about, you know, not knowing who I was when I was much younger and the things that I allowed and the things that have happened to me, releasing the pain and the agony and the anger that I was carrying in my body. So I used the mirror to be able to help me to do that. And there's actually, like I said, a chapter in my book, which is, I think, chapter six in my book, where I talk about, you know, looking yourself in the eyes and, you know, that gratitude and appreciation for our significance as women and the women that God created us to be and appreciating that and then not allowing the trauma that we suffered to cause us to believe that we're damaged and that we're no good. So I would look myself in the mirror and stare myself in the eyes and just simply say, Leonia, I love you. I'm proud of you. I appreciate you. You matter. You're significant. You're securing God. 
you're royal, you're beautiful. And you have to understand that during one of these fastings that I, you know, period that I was going through, I had just had a couple of months earlier, had surgery. And I remember after the surgery, I wouldn't touch myself. They had found breast lumps, really large lumps in my breast. And I had to undergo the surgery and, you know, had to get some incisions. And I had these marks and I just, I wouldn't touch myself. I felt damaged. And I remember I got up one morning and I felt in my spirit that I really need to be more appreciative of my body because I'm a mom. And these two breasts were what I used to nurture my children. And so now that they weren't feeling well, how cruel of me to now abandon them. And so I had to look myself in the mirror and I was naked at this point. And I remember I just started crying and I said, oh my God, how could I abandon myself like this? And I started lotioning myself and just started thanking my organs because God is just this amazing, you know, individual and our, our daddy created our bodies so unique. And I just started looking at my features and thanking their work. I was going through a time period where I really needed the affirmations, you know, a reminder to myself that even though I had the scars, it doesn't mean that I wasn't a whole woman. I wasn't complete. It doesn't mean that because I had the incisions, it didn't mean that I was incomplete. I was totally complete but I had to remind myself of that truth. Oh, that sounds a very powerful exercise to do. Did you did you have to build up to that, Leonie, or were you able to do that straight away? I mean, what was the process you went through to sort of enable you to 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 start that mirror work? Oh, it took me a long time. <laughs> Anything you practice becomes strong. No, it took me a long time. When you start out, you don't believe. When you first start out any, whether it's to eat healthy, to save money, to, you know, create healthy relationships, it's a challenge. It it was a real challenge for me, but I was committed to doing something different so I can get a different result. And so I started out one step at a time. I started out by saying it and not looking in the mirror. I started out by saying it and then looking in the mirror and didn't believe. <laughs> I started out by saying it and then, you know, battled and questioned myself on really like, you really going to say that? You know, you have no proof that it's true. So yes, I battled the challenges and the emotions around believing what's true and what's not true. And then also because I'd never seen it done before, my mind was telling me that it wasn't true. It was one of those foo-foo cliche things. Yeah. But then there's life and death in your tongue. And when we speak things out aloud, the brain somehow connects to it much faster than when we internalize truth. Then there's another scripture that I love in the Bible that talks about, we have to renew our minds daily. Renewal of your mind is a daily practice. So I had to bring all, weave all of those things or thread those thoughts from the Bible. And then what I was now, you know, attempting at practicing together until I got it. 
it was every day waking up every day and go, oh boy, I got to go to the mirror. But I'm going to tell you what was the big breakthrough for me. I started this podcast and I started encouraging women to do the same. And I told myself I wasn't going to be a hypocrite and ask someone to do something I wasn't willing to do. So when we share, right, when we share Mm. and we radiate goodness, it's amazing how that good comes back to us. Yeah, absolutely. And and thank you for sharing, you know, that it wasn't just as straightforward. You were straight able to do it because I can imagine, you know, when I've uh, given women similar exercises to have a go at, you know, the the challenges that they've been through that, uh, you know, I was hoping you was going to say that it was challenging for you and you had to build up to it in some form because I think women sometimes think that they, again, you know, it's something they can't do because they hear that one person's done it, but they don't realise they've had to build up to get to that point, you know, and that this is the stages they went through to get there. Absolutely. So thank you for asking the question because you're right. We don't ever want women to think that, oh, it's so easy and we got it overnight. Oh, no. There were days when I hid behind the dresser and said it because I couldn't get it. I couldn't get myself to look myself in the eyes. It took, that's why I said 21 days. There is a spiritual breakthrough that happens when you dedicate, to do, dedicate yourself to doing something for 21 days. There's something amazing. I mean, a quantum leap in your spirit. When you said, you know what? For the next 21 days, I'm just going to say, Leonie, I love you. Just for 21 days. And practice that. And I'm telling you, it works. So yes, it took a lot of practice. It actually took me recording myself and hearing myself say it. And then the breakthrough was when I started sharing that concept or that practice with others. And I felt like there were others out there doing it with me. I felt more empowered and inspired to do it as well. Excellent. Well, I'm I'm really pleased, as I say, you've been willing to break that down and and share the, the process of exploring that exercise, because I know, you know, for some of the audience members listening to this, if they wanted to have a go at doing that, straight away there would be some sort of resistance because they think to themselves, I'd, I'd never be able to to do that, you know, but you saying that, you know, just start off by saying, you know, something simple to yourself to start with uh, and don't even look in the mirror to start with as a first step is it, so valuable. Absolutely. And one other thing I'll add as well, Lynn, that I've also done, um, holding like, Put in my right hand, and I say this in my podcast too, put in my right hand over my heart, my chest area, and just closing my eyes. I remember one of, that was one of the things I did in the beginning as well, because I felt that connection to my heart. And when I put my hands over my heart and just close my eyes and just say, Leonie, I love you. That was more speaking to me, right? Mm. Leonie, I'm proud of you. Leonie, it's okay. It's just okay. And if that's all she can do today and for the next week, that's a step into the right direction. And then the next week, you might put both 
hands over your heart and just say, just take a deep breath and just breathe in the truth that you're trying. I'm trying. Not there yet, but I'm trying today. I'm going to try. Leonie, you're amazing. Leonie, you're significant. And so I want that woman, woman or woman listening to us, just take it one step at a time. And I'm speaking to you as if you were in front of me. Just put your hands over your heart, over your chest area. And all you can say today is, I'm trying, really trying. And just take a deep breath. And maybe the next day, you do both hands. You just put them over your chest area and say, I love you. Whatever your name is, I love you. I think that um, for some women listening to this, that it might even be you know a bit of a challenge for them to actually say the words and maybe feel that it's coming from a genuine place that they actually believe that they do love themselves. But I feel with the practice, you do get there, don't you? Even even saying the words, I, I love myself, or I, if I was saying it about myself, I, I, you know, Lynn, I love you. For some women listening to this, or some if there's some guys even listening to this, it might feel as though you're conning yourself because you've got negative feelings around yourself for whatever reason. But eventually, with practice again, it comes, doesn't it? Absolutely. You, there is no requirement that you must believe it at first. The, uh, I'm empowering people to start the journey because there is so much power. And Paul and I talk about how we give our power away. And so if you want to really transform from whatever you've been through, you have to take different steps. You have to let go. This morning, I posted on my Facebook page that says, you know, you can't hold on to pain or people who are toxic to you and not get sick. If you want to get better, you have to let all of that go. Mm. And it's going to take some practice to believe because here's the thing, the sickness that we hold on to, it's comfortable. Yeah. It's comfortable and I get it. But if we want to get better, because there is tremendous healing power that comes with letting go to repair, letting go to reclaim, letting go to reset, letting go to live this amazing life that we were created to live. I want millions of people listening to us to hear my heart this morning. Yes, it's going to be painful. Yes, transformation is, is happening all around us. But here's the thing, transformation also, it is painful. Transformation, it, is, it feels uncomfortable. Transformation, it will set you free, but you got to make that decision to let go of the things that no longer serve you. Think of it as an itchy sweater, right? Or a tight-fitting shoe. 
it no longer serves your highest purpose. So whatever it takes, whatever practice we have to, you know, embrace, just know that in the end, you will become, you will be transformed into this beautiful butterfly <laughs> that radiates love, peace, and joy. Yeah, I, I actually understand that and um, do know that, you know, that if people want to take part in these sorts of exercises, just know that, you know, it, it will probably mean that you shed tears, but those tears in themselves will be healing tears, won't they, Leonie? Absolutely. Tears of healing, tears of joy, which is necessary because it's cleansing of the soul. It cleanses the soul. Well, on that note, Leonie, thank you so much for sharing what you've shared, or, or, you know, about these processes and strategies that you've been through to go and discover your own transformation and your own he healing path and journey. Would you be prepared to share with our audience what would be the con best contact information if they would like to get in touch with you? Sure. I'm on Facebook at Leonie H. Matheson. And that's L-E-O-N-I-E-H-M-A-T-T-I-S-O-N. -E -E I'm also on Instagram, Leonie H. Madison. You can say hello to me on, on our Twitter at Leonie Madison. And my website is www.leoniemadison.com. Excellent. And we'll make sure that your details, social media contact information, and your bio is included in the show notes. So Thank you, Leonie. That went so quick. <laughs> You're welcome. It's been a pleasure to have you as, on as a guest. And, uh, and thank you for being so vulnerable and being so courageous with uh, sharing your, your strategies for your healing recovery journey. You're very welcome. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. And there you go, listeners. Until next time, remember that true love starts with opening your hearts. So until next time, goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.